Hi, I'm Pastor Roger Brown. God has gifted me the pleasure to pastor a dynamic, spirit-filled church called Life Changers Church International right here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I believe God will use this sermon to impact your life and bring His greatness out of you. Man, I hope you get something out of this that will change your life. God bless you. Your time is very important. So I'm going to get right to the message. Have a wonderful day. Amen. I don't know who's doing King's Kids this morning, but let's pray for them. <laughs> Half my church is gone now. Candy out there. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ain't you so glad that he chose you? I know sometimes we think, well, we came to church and chose God. But, you know, that's not the case. He chose us. Even before we knew that we was even worthy, he knew we was worthy. Amen. And he chose us. He didn't choose us after the fact that we decided to straighten our life up. Amen. He chose us in the mess. And I'm so glad that he did that. And so for, for whoever it is for this morning, amen, I'm going to preach my titled sermon this morning, He Got Up. Now, I've been, uh, I've been thinking about this sermon for about three or four weeks, and, uh, and, and so uh, the dynamics of it have changed almost every day as, after I begin to read and begin to go over it and begin to go over it, because there's so much amen, to put in, in, in one setting of one Easter service, amen. But every day of our life, we ought to understand he got up, amen. And this is the Super Bowl of all Sundays for churches all over, amen. Hallelujah. As people begin to come in, and we are so glad that you chose us. There's a lot of churches out there that you could choose, amen. I'm thankful for the CEOs, <laughs> the Christmas and Easter only, but that's okay. Amen. I'm so thankful for that. Praise God. And I'm glad that you did choose us. I'm glad that you are here. I'm glad you are part of this remarkable day. Amen. And uh, this is much more bigger than just two hours on Sunday morning. Amen. Praise God. This is a lifestyle. This is a commitment that he made to us. Amen. He got up out of the grave. And because of that, amen, we can keep getting up. It doesn't matter. We can keep getting up. Amen. Praise God. Is that rain? Whew. Some of them Indians been dancing. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me this morning, if you would. Let's go to Matthew. Chapter 28. Verse number 16. I know there's a lot of festivities to do today. Amen. Because you got your family. You got a lot of things going on. And we want to respect that. I'm just glad that you are here with us as we begin to worship. Amen. The Bible says one can send a thousand angels to flight and two can send 10,000. Can you imagine in this room right now, just imagine in this room, how many angels, amen, are commissioned as we begin to worship and praise and glorify God. God begins to move in such mighty way. And we are so, so thankful for you being a part of this, amen. Easter Sunday, we, uh, you know, back in the old days, old school, uh, I grew up in the old church, amen. I mean, that, that church where if you, if you grinned, you sinned. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, you had to just be, amen. Even though they like to shout and jump and, and holler and crazy. And hey, I, I just want to tell you something. Hang on just a minute. Now listen. 
They've already seen your car parked outside. They already know what kind of church we are. So you might as well just turn loose. Let God have everything. Amen. Isn't it funny how we can go to a football game and paint our chest red and go, and then come to church and go, He's much more than that. If you'd have saw the bars he pulled me up out of, come on, somebody. I should have never come out of the car wreck when I flipped my truck over that bridge. I should have never come out of the overdose in in, in Dallas Hospital when I overdosed. But he picked me up because he got up. And because of that, I can continue to get up. Come on, somebody. If you got something to shout about this morning, go ahead and give my Lord and Savior a hand clap. Hallelujah. I can tell when I got OU Sooner fans in here, they get up. Woo! Woo. I'm going to move on. <laughs> Matthew chapter 28. Are y'all there? One more time. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet for the reverence of the word of God. Verse number 18. Verse 16. I didn't bring my glasses because I want to be cool today. <laughs> Matthew chapter 28, verse number 16. Now, just kind of let me lay a foundation here just for a minute now. It's been a horrific week. And this is after the fact. He had done risen. He had done showed himself. And he's about to be pulled up into heaven. And so he comes back, amen, looking for the eleven. I want to remind you something here. There's a circle. Look at your neighbor and say a circle. Everybody has a circle. But in your circle, there's always an inner circle. You got to understand who Christ was. Christ had an inner circle. And it was Peter and the sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder. Amen. There's the first Pentecostal disciples, sons of thunder. Why do they call them sons of thunder? Because they scream, just get them all, God. They called them the sons of thunder. He had a circle and an inner circle. And any time he began, when he went to the garden of Gethsemane, he took his inner circle. Listen to me before we get going any further. Listen to me. It's very important. All them friends on Facebook are not really your friends. And I'm going to go a step further. I know you're standing up, but I got your attention. I'm going to go a step further. Even everybody you go to church with. Uh Uh-oh, preacher. Don't look around. (laughs) You got to have a circle. And then you got to have an inner circle. And that inner circle is who Jesus took the garden of Gethsemane with him. Peter and the sons of Zebedee. And he said, pray with me. Now listen, he he had more. But he took the inner circle. Somebody needs to get this this morning. Whoever you need to grab in your inner circle right now. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Whoever's in your inner circle, grab a hold of them. This is a very special Sunday. This is, this is, this is the miracle Sunday. This is time when miracles happen. I know the tragedy that happened to you might have been some years ago, but for some reason, you have those days, and now those days are turning into weeks. My God, I don't know who I'm talking to. You've had some things to go on. You've had some devastation. You've had some tragedy. 
and you come out of it. But sometimes those days come back. But here lately, those days has turned into weeks and the enemy wants to take it into months. I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. If there was ever a time to get up, this would be your Sunday to get up. Don't let nobody point their finger at you and tell you that you can't. Don't let nobody look at your anointing and say that that's not what it's supposed to. Listen, you, you had to get up. Your anointing came from God. It didn't come from people. It didn't come from the denomination. It didn't come from the church. It came from God. And so you got to get up. Whoever I'm talking to, you got to get up. Not only do you got to get up, but you got to stay up. Not only do you got to stay up, but there's a vast behind you that he wants to pull out of the same place that you came out of. He wants to pull them out. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, whether it was you or not, I steal your word. Matthew chapter 18, 18, 28, verse number 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. Now, hang on, just let me let me paint this. He's talking to the disciples. He's talking to the eleven. But even some of the eleven doubted. I'm gonna have fun today. Even some of the eleven doubted. But some doubted. Now we all know there's Thomas. But Thomas isn't some, he's one. We all know there's Thomas, but Thomas isn't some. He's the one. But Jesus came back to the 11. Listen to me. This is not time for the church to doubt. I don't care what CNN says. I don't care what Fox says. Come on, somebody. This is not the time to look at your fake book and determine what this world is going to. You better find you an inner circle. You better find you an inner circle and understand that this is the day of the church. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. This is the day of the church. But some doubted, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, "Uh uh-oh, all authority (laughs) has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now listen, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. I better just read my scripture. Hang on. (laughs) Baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I had commanded you. And lo, that's why people don't get on an airplane. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. Father in this place, have your way. God turned tables over today. Step into this room and pick a fight with them today. 
Lord, step into this room right now and pick a fight. Some may think that preacher is saying God's going to fight with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, the Bible said that the angel wrestled with Jacob. Jacob didn't wrestle with the angel, but the angel wrestled with Jacob because God came down to pick a fight. Father, today, come down and pick a fight with them today. Show them who they are. Speak into their lives. Wrestle with them, Lord, until they become like you. I pray, Heavenly Father, when they walk out of this place, that they have known you. Every lying demonic spirit that has attached themselves to their lives, that's trying to pull them out or trying to disturb them. Heavenly Father, Lord, I declare today that your healing power, Lord, would bring, bring resurrection power and you would move in this place. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Give him the biggest shout and hand clap you give him all morning. Hallelujah. Y'all may sit down. I'm going to have you out. Get in the line, the buffet line before the Baptists get there. Praise God. Y'all are going to be excited about that. Amen. Give me about 20 minutes of your time this morning. I, I, I don't need an hour to get over what God's doing. Amen. 27 years in ministry, I've realized if I can hold your attention for 20 minutes, I've said a whole lot of stuff into your life. Amen. And so, and so give me about 20 minutes of your time on this great Sunday morning. First of all, we have to understand this, and I've been, I, I, I've been putting it out there and kind of leading people into it from Friday to Saturday. Friday was the day that it all happened. Friday was the day that our Lord and Savior had been, had been uh, beaten in front, uh, publicly in front of everybody. He came in on Sunday, and when he came in on Sunday, the Bible says that they throwed out palm leaves, and they cried, Hosanna, Hosanna. They all begin to talk and say, that's him. That's the one that John the Baptist baptized in the Jordan River. That's the one that John the Baptist began to speak. He was the forerunner, and this is the Christ. You have to understand something. There's two different uh, places of him. There is Jesus, and then there is the Christ. His name actually in heaven is not Jesus. It's the Word. And in the beginning was the Word. I mean, there's a lot of Jose's. Jesus. Sorry about that. Jesus. Joseph. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all better watch my back. He's a mean one. <laughs> there's a lot of Jesus, but there's only one word. You know, when the world was going around, you know, I mean, the world, they're, they're trying to be hip. Remember, you know, my, my, my boys don't like when I, I do this. They go, oh, dear God, don't. It's like. Remember? And everybody was saying, word, word, oh, word. You'd say something, word. I was like, who's these yahoos? But he is the word. He's the rhema word, the powerful word. Jesus Christ himself clothed himself in humanity. He came down here on his willing uh, will to, to make sure, amen, that what God had planned. Listen to me. The church is not the B plan of God. This is what some people say. Well, you know, God sent Jesus and then, he's, and then he sent the church. Listen to me. The church was always the A plan, not the B plan. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm not second, I'm first. The church has always been the A plan for God to get the word out so he could get the word out. You are the A plan of God. 
Jesus came, born of a virgin. He preached. He began to talk. He began to speak. After three and a half years of his ministry, he did what everybody else did not even understand when he talked to them and told them what he was supposed to do. They thought they was watching a murder. But what they was watching was a sacrifice, a pure sacrifice from heaven. They thought they was watching somebody kill their teacher, their rabbi, their leader, their Christ, Jesus and Christ. Jesus is a man. Christ is the appointed person to bring us back to Jesus. I mean, back to God. Christ is not his last name. It means the anointed one, Messiah, teacher. He was the Jesus, the teacher. Jesus, the anointed one sent from God. And so he came and died as Jesus, but he got up as the Christ. He died as a man for you. He was a substitute for all sin. Your past, present, and future sins. Some of you are sitting in here and you got some past sins that you don't want to talk about. You're hoping your neighbors don't find out about it. And some of you are dealing with some stuff privately right now that you're hoping nobody knows about it. And some of you are going to deal with stuff years down the road that you're trying to figure out. How do I get out of this mess? I don't understand. I don't want to act like this. I don't want to talk like this. My daddy beat my mama. Yeah, my mama cheated on my daddy. My my friends couldn't hold down a job, and it's coming after you. But the Christ died as a man. So that your future sins, my God, somebody help me this morning. So that your future sins, they couldn't hold you down any longer. If they couldn't hold him in the grave, they can't hold you in the grave. Ah, because he got up, you can get up. He went into a grave. Peter and the rest of the disciples gathered in the upper room. He come to find them, but they had the door locked. I told my Thursday night crowd, it must have been COVID-19, his lockdown. They had the door locked. So he just walked through the wall. Honey, let me tell you something. Can I, just, can I just talk like a southern Oklahoma? When they say bless your heart, that means they're talking about you, really. <laughs> when they say put them on a prayer list, that's just because they want to gossip. Ooh, I'm preaching good. Mm, my Puerto Rican family, y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They say bless their heart, that means they done been talking about you. That means they don't believe in you. When they say, oh, I need to put somebody on the prayer list, get ready, because they can tell you everything they're going through. <laughs> Jesus couldn't get in. So he just walked through the wall. <laughs> Did somebody just say, attaboy? <laughs> Woo. You from Oklahoma? So he just walked through the wall, walked through it, and there they stood. (laughs) What in the world? He came through to find them. 
when he left, even what they saw didn't change the fact. So he met him on the lake of Tiberias, the very same lake that he calmed the storm on, the very same lake that he walked the water on, the very same lake that a lot of things began to happen. He came to the lake of Tiberias, and what he found was the same 11 or the same few disciples that had been in the upper room. Now cashing in <laughs> their Baptist tickets, their Methodist tickets, Ooh, their Pentecostal holiness tickets. They're just going to go back to what is comfortable. And he's coming back to remind them, listen, guys, I got up. And not only did I get up, I want to make sure that before I listen to me, he could have got up, said, see ya, and just left. But he stayed for 50 days because he wanted to make sure that the A plan, come on, somebody, got it. He wanted to make sure that his very first plan, he wanted to invest in. He invested as Jesus, the son of God. Now for 50 days, he's investing as the Christ, the Messiah, the one who got up the one the death hell and the grave can't hold you anymore the one that had to stand back and say if I'd have known that this was the Christ I would have never crucified him on the cross he came back ah not only does he get up but he comes back hey put that camera right here to all you that want to stay here in the tribulation, stay here. He not only got up, but he's coming back. Amen. He's coming back. I'm going on the first go around. Glory to God. I done been through enough hell and heartache and sorrow. I done uh, pop drugs in my vein. I know what it feels like to be half out of my mind. But now my mind is free. I'm going up because he's coming back. Why are you screaming? Because I'm excited. I love preaching the gospel. I love sharing the gospel. I love just, just portraying and putting it down there so that you understand that this is not just some Sunday morning thing. This is a lifestyle that he did for me and you. And you may do it different than me. But I'm not going to point my finger at you. And you shouldn't point your finger at me. We're going to worship God in different ways. Some of us are going to shuck and buck. And some of us is just going to give us the Baptist wave. But that's okay. Listen, I don't, I don't care. Well, preacher, how in the world? I don't understand how you can do all of that shucking and bucking up there. Well, how in the world do you go into the bar and act like a fool? Well, because I had some wine. Well, I got the new wine. So I got about 15 more minutes. Listen, he comes. He follows in and he finds the 11. Listen. He started with 12. Jesus loved Judas so much that nobody in the circle knew he was the betrayer. 
Even Judas didn't even know. You got to love people so much. Jesus loved Judas so much that even in his circle, now listen, he's got an inner circle, but even in his circle, he loved him so much that nobody in the circle even knew. Sometimes we need to find ourselves in church settings where we can love like him. We want him to love us like that. But we find it hard sometimes to love other people like that. So he's talking to the 11. One of them's gone. There's really 13 disciples. There's 13 stripes on the flag. <laughs> oh, I'll get in that later. There's 13 colonies. Um, I'll get in that later. So he's talking to the 11. Matthias hadn't even filled the position yet to come in and join as the 12. And he walks up to the 11, and the Bible says that even some of them doubted. Sometimes you'll deal with church people sometimes. They'll go through so much pain and sorrow, they start doubting. And the first thing we want to do as a church, you've been going to church for 30 years, man. Pull your pants up. Get up. I got a word for you. Shut up. Listen, sometimes they go through stuff. Our job is to love them like Jesus. Jesus loved Judas. Don't let nobody know. Just love them. We got to be the church. We are the A plan. Not the B plan. I'm not the second choice. I'm the first. I messed up. I got some problems. See, y'all see me in this fancy leather jacket my wife picked out. <laughs> but see, sometimes you don't see me at home when I'm trying to build something for the honeydews that don't go right. And I'm like, this stupid drill! <laughs> my wife says, are you all right in there? I am just fine. <laughs> Listen, we all have scars that happened to us while we was younger. Some of you have incidents that took place in your life. You didn't ask for it. It just happened. God did not make it happen, but God was with you every step of the way and allowed you to get to where you are right now. Now, the enemy's trying to remind you of your past. Jesus shows up and he talks to the 11 and some doubted. He has to remind them again. All authority, not some of it, not just on Sunday mornings from 10.30 to 11.30, which that's a record, by the way, not on Thursday nights, not on revival meetings, but all authority from heaven, listen, and earth. 
He said, I came to lay my life down so that I could pick up that same authority that Adam and Eve had in the very beginning, that man would walk and talk with God in the cool of the day and have a relationship. Honey, let me tell you something. You can go ahead and have your religion, but I need a relationship because my religion says you better worship God now, you better worship God now, you better worship God now, but my relationship says that when I'm in trouble, I just say, help! And he shows up. One of your kids ever scream out in the front yard, help! You'll show up. That's relationship. So he came to talk to the 11, reminding them that just a few days ago, Friday had to happen. He had to die. Because in order for this kind of life, for him to get up in this setting, all authority could be handed to him. See, there is some authority in your life right now that you don't have because you ain't died to it. There's some authority in your life that you do not have because you have not died to it. It's time to die. The Bible says, but I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service. I can't die for you. Your neighbor can't die for you, but you got to die. You say, preacher, I don't know about that dying stuff. Come on, somebody. You got to die. Praise God. Every time you get on a diet, you say, I'm dying. I'm going to die. <laughs> you got to understand that he went into the grave on Friday. On Sunday morning, the whole church, his whole circle, his inner circle that was with him, it was such, it was such an anointing thing that even though he explained them, even though the enemy was there with every conversation, the devil himself said, if I would have really known, praise God, if I would have really known, and now he's dealing with still some doubters. Somebody hear me in this place today. He is dealing now with some doubters. Now he has revealed himself. Not only has he revealed himself, Himself, but he has showed up. Not only has he showed up, but my God, he's walked through walls just to get to you. But still, there were some doubters. God has done some things in your life your lawyer couldn't do, your doctor couldn't do, your church couldn't do. He's done some things in your life that only, only God could have done that. And still yet, when he shows up, we had this familiar feeling of doubting. Because they're spoiled little brats. Can I talk to y'all like that? Because church has become a democracy. Listen to me. Church is a theocracy, not a democracy. It shouldn't be voted on. A king runs it. I won't get into that. I won't get into that. Listen, I, I, I know it's going to mess up your, your religion. But not everything that happens in the church needs a board meeting. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we need the free flow of God. Sometimes we need the power of the Holy Ghost just to fly through that room and to shake everything up. Praise God, I'm reminded of the young Baptist or young Baptist preacher that turned to Pentecostal and he got in this little Pentecostal church, but it wound up being a lot of elder people. And he would get up and he would preach, he would spit, he would sweat, and they would sit there and do this. 
One day he was preaching and he said, he said, praise God. He said, Holy Ghost, just move. And all of a sudden there was this dove that got in there somehow and it flew into the church and it started flying around. And when it did, I mean, it's like the squirrel went berserk. Come on, somebody. I mean, that whole church went nuts. It went to screaming, went to shouting. And the preacher thought, I'm on to something. So the preacher went into town and bought him a dove. He found him a 12-year-old boy and he said, hey, I'm going to preach Sunday. And he said, when I say Holy Ghost come down, he said, just throw that dove down out of the ceiling. And that boy said, okay, praise God. So he got up there and he got to preaching. Hallelujah. And they sat on him again. And he said, Holy Ghost come down. That little boy released that dove and they went nuts again. Praise God. And so the next Sunday he did the same thing. They just sitting on him again. He said, Holy Ghost come down. And the boy released the dove and the church went nuts. And so he got up one Sunday and he began to preach and he said, Holy Ghost come down and nothing happened. Holy Ghost come down and nothing happened. Holy Ghost come down. The little boy raised up and said, the cat eat the Holy Ghost. You want me to throw the cat down? See, and sometimes we treat church like that. We treat church like that sometimes. Jesus got up and not only did he get up, but he came back. I need to tell somebody this morning. He keeps coming back. He finds you. I don't care if you're locked up in a room. He'll come through the walls. I don't care if you went back to your fishing boat. He'll come to the edge of the sea and cook you a, 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 a Long John Silver dinner, praise God. I don't care what you're do, good dealing with. He'll meet you in Piggly Wiggly right, right in the frozen food aisle, honey. And you will give everything over to him. I'm telling you right now, we got to come to that understanding that my God not only got up, but he comes back. See, we preach him in the church like, well, he got up and went to heaven. Well, Jesus is in heaven. Yeah, he got up. He went to heaven. It's like, man, shut up. He didn't just go to heaven. He was seated in the heavenly places. But he said right here, all authority. Everything has been given unto me. Everything. I don't care if I don't see you in church every Sunday. He still died for you and he's still coming back for you. Maybe I'll see you next Sunday. Listen. <laughs> Maybe I have that Harley too. <laughs> Listen. Listen, I say listen, I know, I know, I know y'all's thinking, listen, Linda, listen, listen, listen. He got up, somebody hear me, but he came back. He comes back. When nobody else calls you, he calls you. When nobody else shows up, he shows up. While the whole world is in lockdown and the church is now preaching off their iPhones and the world is sitting and wondering, what are we going to do? The church came back. Come on, somebody. The church 
came back. I told them they're going to have to drag me out in handcuffs because I never shut her down again. I don't care if you like me for that or not, but I'm telling you right now, I will never shut her down again. You can get me some bail money and come and get me. He won't, but you will. Come and get me. I'll never shut her down again. Why? Because I know that he came back. If he come back in a pandemic, ah, he'll come back in whatever you're going through. He got up, but he came back. He got up, but he came back. Now the church is pointing their fingers. We need a white church. We need a black church. We need a Hispanic church. We need a, we need a, a holy God. The church is pointing their fingers trying to figure out who they are. The Bible says go into the whole world baptizing all nations. Not in your denomination. Not in your name. But in the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. And in the name of the Holy Ghost. I want you to baptize them in my name. They're not yours. Ah, they're not yours. They're mine. Baptize them. All nations in my name. Amen. He got up. To come back. Right in the middle. Of their tragedy. He got up to come back. <coughs> Pass around and come in, please. June the 18th, 1815, world history tells us France is invading England. The leader at that time was Napoleon. He was coming across and got over into the Netherlands area. There's a little piece of ground. It's called Waterloo. It's called the Battle of Waterloo. And England knew if they didn't defeat Napoleon here, they would become France's slaves. So on that Sunday morning, June the 18th, 1815, the whole crowd in London stood in a mass place and they created a huge billboard. They had these men, they was called mountain signals. And they would stand from mountaintop to mountaintop and they would look out to find out how the war was going. And they started giving the signals and it come down the mountaintop and it got all the way to London and the crowd was sitting there on a Sunday morning and as a man went up to paint the billboard the commander's name was Wellington and in London I've really never been there but I hear the stories there's all kinds of fog every morning it may show up one morning it may not show up for three months but it can just appear out of nowhere as he began to paint the sign all they seen was Wellington defeated. And the fog had covered the sign in the whole town. Some wailing and crying goes back into their homes trying to figure out what just happened. We needed this battle of Waterloo 
while they went back into the homes, there were some that stayed. Listen to me. There were some that stayed. When the fog lifted, they realized that the sign said, Wellington defeated Napoleon. The whole town now went nuts. What they thought was their Friday. Come on, somebody. What they thought was their Friday. It happened on a Sunday, and they seen the sign. It said Wellington defeated Napoleon. I need to tell somebody, over 2,000 years ago, on Friday, the enemy, he painted a sign that lied to us and said Jesus defeated. And the whole church went back to the boats, went back into the houses. But on Sunday, the sign really said Jesus defeated Satan. I need to tell you this morning that you are living for a king who has defeated the whole world. He took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave just for you, and he is coming back. He is coming back. Every head bow. Give me just a little bit of your time here, just for a minute. Every head bow. I don't just assume every time I come to church that everybody that walks in the doors knows who I'm talking about. I don't just assume just because we're all here that everything's all right. I don't just assume just because we walked in today that everything's peaceful, there's no problems. The fact is we need him. We need him. And if you're sitting in this place this morning, this is a good day to understand he came back for you today. No matter where you're at in your walk, don't sit there and try to make your mind up. There's another Sunday. You don't know what's promised tomorrow. There are some people who woke up yesterday but they didn't wake up today tragedy could happen at any moment you don't even know I'm not trying to scare you I just want to let you know you are here and while you're here he came back for you he got up but he came back for you and this morning he is here under the sound of my voice if you're sitting in this place today, just grab your neighbor by the hand just for a minute or grab them on the shoulder, however you want to. You say, preacher, I'm not where I need to be. I know my life looks good. I attend church when I can. But I put so much in front of my God. I'm not as faithful as he is. Preacher, he shouldn't have came back. But today I felt in that anointing as you was preaching, he came back for me. I've been dealing with some pain that I can't get over. 
the enemy took lost loved ones that, that, that I don't think he, they should have left at that time. I don't understand it, preacher, but I'm dealing with some stuff and I'm going through some stuff and I know that he got up out of the grave, but this morning I need to hear he's coming back. I'm not saying you're totally, completely lost, but maybe you're at a place where you had a standoff. Jesus came to pick a fight with you this morning. He come to tell you, hey daughter, hey son, I came back. If you're holding somebody else's hand right there, and you say, man, that preacher's talking to me. Just squeeze their hand or just tap them on the shoulder so they know it's you. Man, that preacher's talking to me. Man, that preacher's talking to me. He came back. I don't care if you've been in church for 20 years. I don't care how much ministry you sat under. I don't care what's going on. There's some stuff going on in somebody's life right now. He came back for you. You felt like that he died in the tomb and you don't know where he is, but he came back. He didn't just get up, but he came back. He didn't just go to the church. He came to your house. He walked through the doors. He said, here I am. I came back just for you. Already in your mind, your mind is racing. Well, I can't make it to church every Sunday. I can't. Listen, 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 listen. This is a personal thing between you and God. Listen to me. Somebody hear me this morning.